everyone. Welcome to a new episode and new season of In Other Words with Danielle and Zara. So this is a podcast where we talk about a wide variety of different subjects from boundaries to personality. So in other words, we talk about all, all the, the things. things. We should start harmonizing that. All the things. Ooh. We actually do sing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear? So talented. <laughs> Um, so this is our new season. This yes. is a new year. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. We're recording this on the 31st. Yes, so not Happy New Year for us. No, but it is what it is. I don't know about you, but I hope you're feeling 22 by the time you listen to this. Feeling 2022. Yes. <laughs> so our local brand that I want to promote today is Palm the Brand. Yes. I think they're on Instagram. I didn't even check the Instagram handle, but... If you follow us on Instagram, you'll find them. Yes. Um, but I think they palm the brand on Instagram. I bought a bikini from them recently. Danielle, fine. if you've been following us, you know the bikini situation has been a problem. It's a whole thing. And I'm quite happy with it. So, And they sell more than bikinis as well. They sell clothing and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So definitely check them out if you're interested. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So in today's episode, we are going to be giving some advice. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. This is just from our perspective yes. and hopefully it'll be helpful to you. We've done another advice mm. episode that was broad advice on anything. So mm. you can go and check that out. Mm-hmm. But this one is specifically Christian related yeah. advice, mm-hmm. so which apparently some people didn't, didn't maybe get when they sent in questions, but that's okay. That's okay. We will answer from a Christian perspective. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, so yeah, even if you're not a Christian... <laughs> Sorry's mic just attacks her. Yes. Um, even if you're Things not a Christian. Are so attracted to me. Uh, yeah, I feel like you can still <laughs> What is up with this? I mic? don't know. And our producer is doing laundry. Can't even help us. Okay, it's fine. It is what it is. It okay. is what it is. It seems to be working now. Yes. Anyway, as I was saying, even if you're not a Christian stay tuned yes i think there'll still be some nice helpful things exactly and even if you just want to hear about a christian perspective on things then yeah yeah have a listen okay so should i just get into it yes so as we usually do we popped a link on our instagram that takes you to survey monkey where you can send us questions anonymously mm-hmm. um, and that's where the questions that danielle is going to read are from yeah, so thanks, yeah, thanks <laughs> to everyone who sent in questions. We really do appreciate it. We do. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing that we got. I at times wish I could be a part of a religion, but struggle with believing in an omnipotent presence. How could one begin to step into that world of believing? Okay, do you want to go first? Yes, I shall. Zara like, has many, many notes. <laughs> I do. I feel Mine like, in I, was my head. like I was actually like, I'm the pastor in the studio and Danielle's usually the more she's the expert in a lot of topics i feel more so than me not an expert and this is like <laughs> yes we're not experts <laughs> however between the two of us she usually is the brains but i feel like because i have a theological degree i had to like you have to step up <sighs> leveling up okay so i think firstly when it comes to anything spiritual especially like your relationship with the lord specifically christianity i think what's difficult is that there's this very important balance you need to find between your heart and your mind Mm -hmm. and like for me when I gave my life to the Lord I've never been a particularly scientific person and so for me it was very much like when the gospel was preached to me God really touched me on a very deep emotional level Um, whereas for other people like someone went and wanted to disprove disprove Christianity um, very much in the science 
field and he ended up giving his life to Jesus because he couldn't deny, you know. So I think when you move into like trying to figure things out, just ask yourself like, okay, am I a logical person? Do I need to see facts or am I, do I need some sort of emotional, you know, tug? I mean, obviously you can't just pull this out of nowhere, Mm. but I think the important thing is that you do ask questions and you aren't afraid to ask questions and Mm. go on the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I won't lie. I, I mean, I've grown up Christian. You can hear both of our stories on our Christianity episode called why Christianity. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I grew up Christian and I, I do sometimes struggle a little bit, you know, just with the concepts of like a, a God who's like always present and yeah. like always been here, will always be here. Yes. Um, like it, it is a difficult concept, so I completely understand why someone, especially if you are not a Christian, yes. why it would be something difficult to believe in. Yes. But I think what's important, a lot of people have, well, not a lot of people, but I've heard people say it to me, because I've said, like, for me, it makes a lot of sense. It it makes a lot of sense to believe that there is a creator. Like, when I look around yes. me in the world, I'm like, okay, yeah, this yes. makes sense. How is everything so perfect and works so yeah, well? It makes sense to me. I, like, I'm happy to believe that. Um, and I think people have this idea that God is, like, this big man in the sky and he just yes. does things. Yes. And, like, take that idea out of your mind because yes. that's not, like, what God is. No. Um, yeah, I just read books i think that's a good idea like from different perspectives and yeah once again don't be afraid to ask questions yes and then jeremiah 29 13 says if you look for me wholeheartedly you will find me and just be open like sometimes even as a christian i feel like i will pray and i feel like my prayers are hitting the ceiling or Mm -hmm. i'm like god are you even listening yeah and just be open open yourself up to the lord you have nothing to lose really Mm. and if you genuinely are seeking god wants to encounter you god wants a relationship with you but the three ways that i would go about kind of entering or wanting to seek out god specifically just within the christian faith is the first way is get to church Mm -hmm. um, and listen to sermons and i say this because the bible often speaks a lot about like all the apostles would go and preach to people and that's how people would receive Jesus. Yeah. They were preached to. So get into church community, chat to other Christians um, and listen to sermons and start like filling yourself with that and yeah. like kind of um, just exploring that. Mm. And then secondly, talk to people specifically. Mm. And for me, there's so much impact in a person telling me their personal story yeah, versus like, this is what the Bible says. This is like how things are if someone personally tells me about how they came to know jesus that impacts me so much more Mm, because this is a real person telling me their real story so ask people about their faith journeys um and then thirdly read god's word yeah and it is the most intimidating book i think that it ever existed (laughs) (laughs) um but I, if you want to delve into Christianity, I 100% recommend starting in the book of John mm. because that tells us the story of Jesus. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Christianity can seem very complicated, but mm. at the end of the day, it comes, comes down to Jesus. Yeah. The whole Old Testament, which is the majority of the book until the book of Matthew, talks about why Jesus came. Mm. And everything after John and the other Gospels is how to apply what Jesus 
has told us yeah, and yeah, given yeah. us. So it is all about Jesus. And so that's the best starting point. And we should yeah. always come back to that. And so I would highly recommend the person who sent in this question and anyone searching mm. is start with the book of John. Yeah. And I pray God will speak to you. Yeah. And I mean, even if you are like, if you're feeling a bit lost with the Bible, you can always um, find like a little devotional book or yes. like some sort of Bible study online. Yes. Obviously, you check uh, where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. That's important. There are very dodgy people oh out there. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> and also you'll see, and maybe chat to another Christian, is like uh, if you have a Bible sitting at home, chances are it's like a New King James or King James Version, yeah. which is like Shakespearean Yes. fancy English that can be super difficult to read <laughs> yeah. so like go to a shop or ask a Christian like do you have like an NLT I would recommend for mm, NLT is nice yes it's like proper like not proper English it's proper English it's like it's how you and I are speaking so mm. yeah also not the message um. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that's just a personal personal thing yes no offense to no hate to anyone no no hate <laughs> no hate just love <laughs> yes. yeah so that is that is what i would say and then also just you don't have to try so hard mm. don't feel this pressure a lot of people who are supposedly christians feel like they're that because they go to church every sunday yeah. and they do all these things yeah whereas god has given us everything jesus mm. came down to die for us it says that um faith and salvation are gifts yes and so just be in a space to receive from the lord yeah and Um, yeah another thing is you don't feel pressure to have to prove everything like this like definitely like proves the existence of god and all that because i mean at the end of the day christianity it's about faith and faith is believing in something without actually like Mm -hmm. having proof about it or whatever so and don't feel yeah. bad if you don't believe it. i really would recommend you go and listen to our other episode yeah we spoke a lot about it because it's okay to not believe in like god will reveal himself yeah okay cool, cool. okay this next one is not necessarily a christian question, question but we'll we will respond anyway yes okay so how to deal with a narcissistic parent who does not contact you at all but still posts about you on social media dang Okay, first of all, I'm really, really sorry yeah. that you're in that situation. That sucks. That sucks. Um, should we maybe start with what is a narcissist? Okay, yeah. Do you have a definition? I don't. Do you want to get a definition? Um, definition. Yeah, you talk and I will find yes. a definition. So the first thing that I would say, and this is a very Christian answer, is when, like the Bible speaks about honoring our parents and we can honor our parents to the degree we, we can, Um, And we can do our best with that, but it's not at the cost of our own, like, stability and sanity. well-being. And it's also important whether it's you have a, quote-unquote, narcissistic parent or you have a this kind of parent or a raging alcoholic parent, whatever it may be. Also, just remember that you have faults as well, and it doesn't excuse parents specifically like they have chosen to have kids and so Mm. there is a great responsibility on them but just be careful that you never fall into a pattern of i am perfect look at this terrible person yeah um but again not excusing anything but specifically narcissism narcissism okay so this is a definition of narcissistic personality disorder Um, So this is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and and admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. Yes. And I think we throw this word around a lot Oh, definitely. Um, But... It's very difficult to diagnose, though, hey? That's the problem with this. Yes. Originally, it is a 
personality disorder. So just be very careful that you're not throwing around the word lightly. And I mean, just to kind of give you some context, like the next step up from narcissist is sociopath. Yeah, and that's quite terrifying. So, you know, and most sociopaths are narcissists and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just be careful that you don't Google a definition of narcissism and diagnose that to someone that can be very dangerous. Yeah. At the same time, you can see the signs, especially if you've yeah. lived or known someone for yeah. forever. You, yeah, you will know. And unfortunately, with narcissism, like, it's very, very difficult for people to diagnose. I think a lot of personality yeah. disorders are very difficult. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is quite a tough situation mm. because on one hand, I mean, I don't know if y- if the person if the person who sent this in necessarily wants to have contact with the parent. I get yeah. the idea that they don't really want to be in contact. Yeah. Or it's like, okay, if you're gonna post about me, then you better put in the effort. So I'm yeah. not really sure where that the person's at. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a bit difficult because you would then have to contact your parents and be like, oh, hello, yeah. what's going on over here? Yeah. Um, and also, it's uh, yeah, I don't really think it's okay for a parent to be posting about their f- child on social media. That also adds to like this inflated sense yeah. of like self-importance. Yes, look at my child. Look at my child. Yes. This is what I produced kind of vibes. Yes. Um, but yeah, my advice. I don't even know. I think Apart from what you've said, obviously. Yeah. I think my advice is in the sense like try and have compassion yeah. to the extent. So I just in ministry and in life, have seen people who I suspect might be a little bit leaning towards that spectrum. But all of them seem to have had some really rough past, whether it be Mm. like a very significant death in their life or like having like really tough childhood, whatever. And that affects a person. um, But at the same time, it's not your job to fix anyone and you Mm. are being affected. And I think as a child, the difficulty is parents have a hold over you in a way that no other person yeah, can absolutely um and also the issue with like in any sense of conflict or difficulty i always say communication is key conversation is mm. key however when you are talking to a narcissist it is basically denial gaslighting so much gaslighting overreacting exactly and so it is impossible to converse and so my advice honestly would be if you can avoid talking Mm. which is crazy to say yeah but sometimes you just have to protect your own heart yeah you do and i always say you can love someone you can love someone unconditionally but still have boundaries yeah and i think what's difficult is if this is specifically a vulnerable spot for you then just ask the lord like lord just protect me let this not be something that pulls me like throws me over the edge every Mm. time i i see a post Mm -hmm. you know and listen, there's nothing wrong with unfollowing exactly. and like not having to see this stuff. Exactly. And at the same time, like this is your, is it a dad or a mom? It, did, it's, it didn't I say. Didn't say no. If this is, parent is posting on social media, that's their issue. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what other people think about it. Yeah. Um, what matters is you know where your relationship is yeah. at. So just like, honestly... Yeah, just got your own space, I think. Yes, and something that I think is also helpful is just seek counsel. Mm. And I mean, talk about your feelings yeah. with someone who isn't going to f- like flare up more anger in you. Like, oh, that's terrible. We should do this. We should do yeah. that. You should love your parents unconditionally. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> or someone who's like, oh, I hate this person. Like, it's just going to make you angrier. Find someone who is able to understand yeah talk rationally with yes. you understand what you're feeling yes 
But y'all, I would yeah, I would also say unfollow if you're friends with them on Facebook or whatever. You don't have to unfriend them. Um, because then they can obviously see if you have unfriended yes. them or what you can do there's an option where you can remain friends with someone but just unfollow them so you don't see yes. their posts yeah and i think you could probably like if they're tagging you and something you could always like block them from tagging yeah. tagging you obviously if it's going to cause more drama yeah don't mm-hmm. um but yeah everything you said i yeah i agree with. and just speak truth over yourself mm more than you let resentment build up yeah. so when you resent you see a person it's like oh my word i literally just want to kill this person instead of like letting that consume you speak truth in other words saying like i am worthy of love mm. the lord loves me yeah you know like in me like having an absentee parent like it was very often there were times where i'd be like flip my dad what the hell is wrong with you and instead of letting that be my main pattern of thought I would just have to say you know what I have this perfect father mm, and exactly. this is the cards I'm in dealt yeah. and we move we move exactly yes um so I hope that's helpful yes <laughs> okay and then we got a few questions about quiet times which yes. we can kind of just summarize or do you want yeah. to yeah so yeah the one person said um, sometimes they're tired at the end of the day and don't feel like studying the Bible and would rather put on worship music instead, but they feel guilty about it sometimes. So mm-hmm. what should they do? And then um, another person also said they don't have motivation uh, to do quiet times, even though they know that their relationship would, with God would be so much better. Mm-hmm. And they also don't know what to read or what to pray or like how to go about it. Yeah. And then another person said, asked why it's so difficult to consistently have quiet time with God. Um, like what are our, what is our advice for establishing healthy habits and all that for devotional yes. time? Firstly, I would say I relate to this question more so than any other question that we got. Even me. Guys, I am a pastor and I struggle. It's very difficult. The struggle is real. Yep. So just know that you... Oh, clearly not alone. We had three people send in the same yeah. question. I, I think this is probably one of the most like difficult things as a Christian yes, to do. Yes, 100%. But obviously, if you're living in like, a privileged society, we're not persecuted and all that. Yes. <laughs> but otherwise, yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, I think just remember the, da- the most dangerous thing, and I see myself falling into this all the time, and I see others, is you don't have a quiet time, you feel bad, and so it's like, oh, but God doesn't want to speak to me, I will not have a quiet yeah. time again, and then it's like two months and you haven't had a quiet time, mm. and God's kind of like, no, no, here I am, please yeah. come, like, I'm yeah. not angry with you. Exactly. So. I think, um, just with regards to the first question where they asked if it's bad that they would rather listen to worship music instead of having a quiet time like i don't necessarily think it's bad yeah um definitely better than doing nothing yes, that's for sure 100%. and i mean if you think about it everything that we do should be a form of worship so even oh. if you do your quiet times it should be a form of worship and obviously i'm not saying that like oh you can always replace your quiet times with listening to music or yeah. whatever because um, you do have to put in the work in this kind of relationship and any relationship any relationship exactly um, but yeah, don't feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you could always listen and read at the same time. There's nothing stopping you from doing yes, that. Yes. My one thing would say, like, and I'll kind of talk about it a little bit later, mm-hmm. is I think discipline is important, mm-hmm. but change it up. Yeah. The difficulty is if you see a quiet time as sitting at a desk with a Bible open and mm-hmm. a studying, like studying, studying the word. Let me tell you, when you are studying for tests or you've had a stressful day at work, 
you're not going to want to continue you know so change things up and like the two things that are most important is getting in God's word Mm. and that can look like reading a tiny section yeah sometimes I read the teeniest tiniest bits just getting God's word in Mm. and then secondly pray and sometimes what is helpful when you if you are easily distracted um then maybe you just need to write down a couple of points that you can pray yeah, for. Yeah. Just like, okay, because I'm going to sit and I'm I'm not going to know what to pray for and I'm just going to rush through it and I'm going to stare at my dog and then I'm like, oh, I was praying or yeah. I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> um, people think it's bad to fall asleep praying. I do it all the time. Yeah, same. Um, it's probably one of the nicer ways to fall asleep. Exactly. <laughs> Better than crying. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can do both at the same time. <laughs> you can. That's very true. Um, but maybe just write down like, a couple of points um and also just start small y'all like if you can only take in three verses do that and then take in more until you get into it if you can only pray for two minutes that's fine fine. there used to be a stage where i could pray for an hour y'all i literally i have the attention span of a child yes I you, can never yes you do so and at the moment i'm sitting on like four minute prayers yeah. guys so it it ever's and flows. It does. And it you does. go with it. It does. Um, yeah, I think also just figuring out like why exactly you're struggling. So like the yes. one person said it gets to the end of the day and they're tired. Yes. Then do it at the beginning of the day. Yeah. There's there's no there's nothing in the Bible that says that you have to go at a specific time every single day and that's when you have to do yes. your quiet times, that's when you have to pray. You can do it literally whenever you want to. Yeah. And I mean Jesus got up early and spent hours. Yeah. But you don't have to do that. A, no. You can like I if you can, I'm really jealous of you because yeah. I'm not a morning person. But uh, I think what is really helpful is just when you think about it, like, oh, I should do my quiet time. If you are like not doing anything at that moment, just do it right then. Yes. You know, like yes. if you think about doing it, then just do it. Yes. Um, when and you're yeah. listening to this podcast, after this podcast, just go do a quiet just go time. That says us. Um, yes. <laughs> and yeah, there's, you also don't have to go through huge amounts of scripture every single day there's nothing that says you have to do that um yeah start small and I mean if you think about it if you are I mean if you're like me like I'm a I'm a a quick reader but that often means that I skim through especially if I'm tired yes which is also you know a problem because I do also I also do my quiet times at night and sometimes I'm simply like oh I cannot read I can't absorb any information right now yes and if you think about it it would actually be so much more effective to read just maybe a few verses or a short chapter yeah and even if you literally just want to take let's say a verse or two and like meditate on that memorize Mm -hmm. it that is even yeah more effective than literally like going through 10 chapters and not actually absorbing anything yes you know what i'm saying some practical things other than spending time Mm -hmm. in the bible and um praying because those are your two main tenets Mm -hmm. is journal and this is difficult because a lot of people see a journal as like oh this is pressure i need to journal every day diary yes (laughs) what i do i have a notes thing on my phone and every time i feel god say something or something cool happens i'll just jot down like one word and Mm. when i actually have time in a quiet time i'll actually sit and write what i what god did for me or whatever and i do it like every couple of weeks it's not an everyday thing Mm. but it's really nice to just reflect on on that And then reading other books, as Danielle said, sometimes you just need someone else's perspective to Mm, help feed into that. For real. Worship, like especially if you are, you love music or you are a musician, there Mm. are times where I'll sit in front of the piano and I'll play chords and I'll sing a song. And I'm like, 
I'll sit on one verse because I'm like, Lord, I'm going to sing this until you make my heart believe it. Yeah. And so I'll sit for 10 minutes singing one verse and that'll be, yeah. that'll be that. So just be pa- just be patient with yourself, mm. um, change things up. Yeah. And what I always say to people is, and I say this in, I use this analogy often for different things, but it can apply to quiet times as well, is that it's about discipline and diligence. Mm. So for example, like I've been, I usually do my quiet times in the evening. I've been doing them midday because my evenings have been busy lately. Mm. And I know, I know that that's the case. So I've, I've moved them and adjusted, but not every quiet time is going to be a life altering earth shaking in tears moment and it's the same with like you know every day we aren't going to eat at an expensive restaurant and Mm. you know those days they are like really good you're excited to like go out and have supper and then other days you're just eating like a sandwich a sandwich but at the end of the day in order to sustain life you need to eat every day not every day is going to be this grand meal Mm. but you you need it to to survive yeah. and so just spend time with the lord and be expectant but also just know that like mm. it's a relationship and they yeah. are going to be like desert seasons exactly and ultimately like, just think about why you're doing it yeah. if you're just doing it to cross something off or because you think oh this is what we as christians must do yeah. then i don't think i mean like i've gone through that before i'm sure we've all gone yeah. through it before where we feel like oh i just have to do this quickly and then it'll be fine yeah. and it like it doesn't have to be this checklist thing think about like what exactly do you want to get out of it but also like what will it do like for your relationship with God and I mean Mm -hmm. reading the Bible is the most effective way to get to know God and God will reveal things and you're like how yeah exactly so yeah just think about why you're doing it um maybe find a friend and be like we're both struggling let's let's just do do a reading plan or something exactly so we can kind of keep each other accountable um but yeah just keep pushing we feel you yes a lot it's very difficult <laughs> i won't lie okay okay the next one how do you find your way back to god when you've been battling mental illness but you can't get help for it and you're in a deep spiral that has prevented you from practicing your religion sure you're i'm very very sorry mm. that that's something that you're dealing with right now yeah what would you say okay um Sheesh, that's it's quite a it's quite a, a loaded question. I yes. think also we did do a mental health series, yeah. so please go definitely back and check that out. That. I think first of all, when you say that you can't get help for it, I'd imagine you mean professional help. Yeah. Um. So I just want to encourage you, to, like, so that you know that you don't. Ha- I mean, obviously, if you can go for professional help, sorry, as Mike again. Um. Obviously, I would suggest doing that, but you can go speak to other people as well yes. you know if it's your pastor um a few pastors have experience with counseling yes and it's like part of our studies we do exactly so often like i often have counseling sessions with people mm. um until it gets to a stage where if i'm in over my head i will yeah. make a plan yeah. but also and like i'll say this openly when i first started seeing someone i was in a very close relationship and i was very plugged into my church and they paid f- for it for me oh wow because like they saw that I needed the help. Yeah. So don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah, reach Obviously, out. Obviously, the reality is that the church can't pay for every single person to be in therapy, yeah. even though that's probably what's needed. Um, yeah. But just, yeah, find other channels. Mm. And I'm really sorry that you are in that position. Yeah. But yeah, you're not, you're not alone. And you'll find that if you talk to people, it doesn't even have to be your pastor. It can be, I don't know, your small group leader, your 
life group leader, whatever, you'll find a lot of people are going through a similar thing that mm-hmm. you're going through. Yeah. Um, and you can also get connected that way and you can just figure out like, oh, and they could also be in a different uh, stage in their like religion with they like than you. Like they could maybe yeah. um, have gone through exactly what you've gone through and they can give you help in that way and like yeah. give you advice on how to get back to God. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I find if I, I mean, I've, I've, don't, I've never experienced what you're experiencing right now but when I'm feeling anxious and all that what I like to do is go and look at verses that like apply specifically to like God's peace and like yeah. casting your troubles unto the Lord and all that kind of stuff because you know that's I don't know I always find those verses like really comforting knowing that yeah. God and that Jesus himself is also experienced yes that's great the, that's difficulties the main and trials thing. that's the main thing for yeah. me Because, like, you look at the life of Jesus, and this was always, like, this was such a turning point for me, when I I always go back to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was so anxious to the point that he was sweating blood, and it says he was grieved to the point of death. And for me, that sounds a lot like, I don't want to say that Jesus was having suicidal thoughts, but he was literally in a deep, deep, dark space. Yeah. And, like, that's the God we worship. Like, he understands. So just know i think what what pushes us away from religion and god during difficult times is number one just feeling like it's wrong to feel the way Mm, you feel it's not wrong and it's not because jesus did it's normal and secondly i find it interesting that we pull away from god and possibly even get angry with god Mm. but we don't pull away from people as much i mean we do isolate when we're feeling depressed but like we don't blame people and that's actually quite profound because you recognize god's sovereignty Mm. you recognize even in a messed up way you recognize god's sovereignty and i would encourage you to cling to god just because what is so difficult about life is that things change all the time Mm. but god doesn't change exactly um and just know like it's it's gonna be difficult it is and it's you don't have to be happy no in fact it's yeah it's being really being happy is not a prerequisite for being a christian no, it's um, sometimes the opposite will, <laughs> the bible says you'll go through trials you'll go through tribulations 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 yeah. you go through all of the all the things really yeah um so don't believe anyone who says that if you are not like joyful and happy all the time yeah. that you don't have jesus or that mm. you don't have enough faith because that's not biblical at all yeah and sometimes you just need to cry out before the lord and you. and do Sometimes that Sometimes you don't have the words yeah and like, just cry go read the psalms go read job like you are in Freaking good company ecclesiastes is that oh the one <laughs> that's the one flip lamentations no, nothing is really depressing. yeah everything um, is meaningless yeah except for god <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think just my last little bit is just start small again you don't need to yeah. dive back immediately yeah. into like serving at your church or going to every single service and reading a billion books in the bible a day you don't need to do that no just start small Mm -hmm. all right the next one uh what is your approach to a good balance between a spirit-led life and sound doctrine that is a very good question Mm -hmm. i feel like we kind of answered this a little bit in the episode we did with keith yes highly recommend that episode yeah it's called when christianity becomes dangerous Mm -hmm. featuring keith westberg exactly Okay, do you want to... Yes, so the, the first thing that I will say is that there is a balance in that they always align. 
Mm. The reality is that the Bible is God's word, number one, Mm -hmm. and the spirit is God himself. Yeah. And so there is never a contradiction between the two. So if you feel like a certain way um, or God's telling you this, but it like completely contradicts scripture. Yes. Then, then, yeah, then there's a, a difficulty. I will say like doctrine is important and continually seek the Lord and God's word and make up your own decision, make Mm. your own decisions. Don't just like take what your pastor says, but also just don't get so caught up in doctrine that you forget that it's a relationship with God. Exactly. And there are things that theologians have debated forever Mm. and will continue to debate. Mm. And it's okay that you don't know those answers. Exactly. So, yes. Yeah, I have nothing more to add about that. <laughs> yeah, the the one last thing that I, I put here is just that walking by walking in the Spirit produces the fruit of the Spirit, which is mm. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, gentleness and, and self-control. self-control. And so that is what being led by the Spirit is. If you are gentle and self-controlled, you are walking in the Spirit, but also that is sound doctrine. That is essentially yeah. what the word of god is trying yeah. to produce in us exactly and so yeah just yeah you can definitely like go too much on either side so yes. just watch out for that yes um okay um should christians encourage slash support lgbt when the bible clearly speaks against it and then they list a few verses 1 corinthians 6 verse 9 1 timothy 1 verse 10 romans 1 verse 26 to 37 Okay, so we also did address this in yes. the episode that we did with Keith. Highly recommend. Indeed. You go and listen to that um, episode. Yeah, I think firstly, I don't know. I'd have to ask, like, what do you mean by support LGBT? Yes. Um, I think it also said encourage. Oh, yeah, encourage. Which is, like, an interesting word. Yeah. I think, okay, for me personally, like, you can hear more of my thoughts on it Um in, in the, the episode, episode. I, like I just said, I personally have always struggled with yeah. you know, the fact that it's a sin. Um, and you can hear more in that episode. Yes. Um, but I just basically from a human perspective, I will always um, like advocate for human rights in general. And people. Seeing yeah. people as people. And ultimately, you know, when it, like just from a political side, I do believe that all people should have the right to marry and to love who they want to love that's none of my business Mm -hmm. um from a christian perspective however i think people are too caught up in the whole thing of oh like like i see you're gay and you have to be straight but they don't actually focus they focus so much on like the conversion and they forget about jesus in the process you know and like i said in another episode being straight is not a prerequisite for being a christian and often often um, you push people away when you're so focused on, um, yeah, like converting or, yeah, I don't know, like preaching. Honestly, it is often yeah. preaching hatred, you know, yeah. like completely dismissing that these people are people who want to live a life, who want to be with who they want to be with. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we shouldn't take such a hard stance. Like if someone comes up to me and says like, oh, do you think like from a biblical perspective or whatever that I should follow this lifestyle and they are a Christian – then I'll be like, well, I don't know. Like, like yeah. we know what it says in the Bible. Yeah. So go think about that. Mm-hmm. But go listen to the other episode. Go, as go well. listen to it. I agree. Okay. Um, churches that appear godly and end up having red flags like gossip and lust slash sexual immorality problems. What's up with that? 
that what is the, heck the is up with that? that's a real question that is the age-old question yes the church is messed up i'm gonna be honest and say that because the church is so patriarchal and you have old men in power unfortunately yes. there's often a lot of sex slash lust problems because mm-hmm. you know like people like th- you hear about these pastors who say like oh god told me that you have to have sex with me that disturbs me on levels that i'll never like, be okay oh, like, with. Don't, don't you remember that mary trusted god so you must you must trust me as well <laughs> so scary disgusting disgusting yeah. obviously it's not only <laughs> men who have problems no. but that was just related to the sexual immorality problem yes I think, did it say what's up with that? Yeah. Um, Sin. I, yes. I will <laughs> say, like, people are human. And I think it's very important. The issue, I think, that you're saying what's up with that is that you're preaching one thing and living another thing. Mm-hmm. And that's 100% not okay. And if you're in a church where that I- that is the culture, you walk into the church and all people do is talk about other people, then find a new church. Find a new church. Um, but also just show a level of grace and don't walk into a church with a holier-than-thou attitude. Yeah. Because I can tell you, being in a church, I have done certain things that i am not proud of Mm -hmm. everyone Um, has and i have gossiped before Mm -hmm. and i'm still a christian i still love jesus i'm still in the community of faith so balance that um like showing grace but also if this is a church where that's the main thing that is going on there find a new church and i can tell you why is that a thing because we are human and And ultimately being in that kind of environment don't think that you're going to be the one person to go and change that, yeah. you know, because often you will be brought down as well. Yeah. And I think it's also important to find churches where they clearly hold their leaders or accountable. whatever accountable. Yes. Again, be- we spoke a lot about this in the yes. episode with Keith. Yeah. So go listen to that. But yes. if, if they're trying to cover things up all the time, mm. get out. Yeah. The truth will out. Okay. then I think we only have two questions left. Yes. So the... F- uh, First last one is... <laughs> First last one? You mean um, the second last one? What do you say? True. <laughs> Did you? No, no, no. I meant like the first of the last ones. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Danielle also thought that 350 divided by two was 125. So did my brother. So. But that was literally no thoughts. No thoughts. No thoughts. Okay, let's okay. ask the, the first um, last one. Thank you. <laughs> How to have a God-centered relationship, like practical steps. Yes. Good question, bro. So when I was thinking about this question, I'm like, I could say all these airy, fairy, fancy Christian things that people say, like, oh, you should do this. No kissing until marriage. Well, I mean, that's practical, at least. A lot of people <laughs> get, just give theoretical things, and I'm like, okay, but like, yeah. how can I actually apply this today? For me, when I was thinking about it, I'm thinking more from a dating perspective. I can't mm. say marriage. Because no, I've never been married. And neither have you. N- no, I have not. Mm-mm. Surprise. So what is your advice? Okay, so I think, firstly, to have a God-centered relationship, it's important for both people to have a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> if we don't tr- flirt to converts. No. If you're trying to have a God-centered relationship where, like, one person is, like, really, you know, having a good relationship with the Lord and the other person's like, eh, whatever, I don't really yeah. care. That's not going to happen. No. Um, because ultimately, I mean, people always use this for marriage, but, you know, like, they do all that triangle where it's, like, yes. the husband and the wife at the bottom yes. and then God at the top. And the mm-hmm. closer you draw towards God, the yes. closer you'll come together as a yeah. couple and to God as a whole. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you're doing that, first yeah. of all. Um, I think another practical way is to p- 
pray for each other mm-hmm. and also pray together. Don't yeah. always like I don't think you like don't rely s- so much on like praying that you have to pray together all the time yeah. if you know what I mean. Like I felt like I worded that badly. No, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. The one thing I put here is just on those two things is you have to have your own relationship exactly. with God, yeah. like your own personal relationship with the Lord. Mm. Because the minute that your relationship with God and your partners becomes inter- intertwined, yeah, that's the minute they dangerous. walk, the minute they walk away, or something mm. like the wheels fall off, like your whole relationship with God kind of seems like there are pieces missing. Mm. And I've always said, and this is actually a personal thing for me, is. I and don't take this advice if it's this is not it's a bi- actually really bad if this is not a biblical thing but for me I'm most vulnerable in worship mm. and I love corporate worship but if I'm sitting with my boyfriend um and it's dark outside and their candles and now we're going to start worshiping the Lord um that's incredibly vulnerable for me mm. and I just feel like that that's yeah. I don't I don't want to give so much of my yeah. of myself to another person. Yeah, I know exactly what um, you mean. And like pray together, but again like have your own relationship, have your own relationship with relationship. the Lord. And just be careful that when you're praying and you let's just say like your deepest desires that you have a God-centered relationship, don't just pray for your relationship. Mm. Pray for that person. Exactly. Like you 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 care about that person mm. and you should care about that person more yeah. so than like keeping things together and yeah so yeah exactly and yeah just ultimately you know look at how jesus treated people and all that kind of stuff and you treat your significant other with respect with kindness with love choose yeah it's it's often just a choice of like choosing to love there's a lot Mm. of power in choosing to forgive when your bestie's saying and don't mess them around don't don't mess them around no and again like I think the godliest thing that you can do and this is like the bible speaks about the greatest like thing you can do for a friend the greatest expression of love is to lay down your life mm. and so, um just push them out the way in traffic and then yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> you've done it um it's about giving and not receiving exactly. and if you are in a relationship where all you're doing is expecting things from the other person mm. um and you don't have this deep desire to just like give them love and love them well Mm. then i think that's where it becomes ungodly i agree all right then the last one the best way to spread the love of jesus to others in our daily lives so you can also take some advice from the last one yes look at how jesus treated people and then do that exact same thing (laughs) i think the difficulty with this question is we know in theory what love is, mm. but it's difficult because it's like, okay, how do I show that like in my everyday yeah. And also life? to strangers. Yes. Yeah. And so I think like something that I found more helpful because a lot of people have this preach the gospel approach like mm. everywhere, but that's something I've struggled with because yeah, like, it is difficult. I don't want to walk up to a person and then tell them the gospel. By the way. <laughs> yes. If that's not, if it's not going to mean anything exactly. to them. And so often what I do is I'll tell, speak about like what jesus is doing for me mm. and like yeah, no talking one, about jesus without yeah. this need to like i'm gonna convert you today exactly um but then practical ways to show jesus love i just wrote some things down Good. that are just practical for everyday life be kind yes and i mean this like when you are driving and some idiot does some idiotic thing yes instead of like flipping them out just yes. you know what 
I'm going to just be kind. Oh, that's difficult sometimes, eh? <laughs> I've had people do really, really dumb things, oh for like gosh. almost killing me, and I'm like, I, hello. That happened to me yesterday. Do you want me to die straight away? Right. <laughs> um, pray for people. That mm-hmm. is a way of showing love. Yeah. Even if they don't see it, like you're, you're taking time out to pray for someone else. Yeah. Is huge mm-hmm. um hospitality yeah. this was a huge thing for me because i thought for the longest time that i wasn't hospitable because i was like i don't invite people into my home and mm. cook for them i can't even cook um <laughs> but then uh, then like i had this real mind shift uh, where i realized hospitality is just welcoming people yeah. and so especially whether you're at work you're at school you're at church find the people who are alone mm. and actually welcome them into something yeah like that is such a great form of love yeah. i mean jesus went to the outcasts yes be patient with people Mm -hmm. oh my goodness it can be so easy to be impatient Mm -hmm. but just be patient um recognizing people and the the incredible things that god has gifted them with like if you see someone who like is just beautiful tell them that they're beautiful you know if you see someone like danielle yeah i know that you sing well thank you but i know that you sing well as well and <laughs> like it can become like a oh but i know danielle sings well but danielle you really have a gift from god let thank me tell you, you that <laughs> like you really do you too and it's just reminding people recognizing like god in them yeah um and sometimes it's just smiling at people mm-hmm. reminding them every time i have a ball like the check yeah. the receipt yes. <laughs> at a at a restaurant i always write jesus, jesus loves, loves you, you on the slip yeah, it's just like a little thing that i do yeah so those are just some practical things i wrote down yeah i agree just show kindness i think one of the most i mean if we're living in a like in south africa right and there's a lot of like what? homeless people a lot of poor people and often like the jesus interacted a lot with people like that you know the outcasts yeah. of society and it's really easy to look down upon those people, like to see them as a nuisance, like oh, my word, just go get a job. Yeah. But yeah, just have, show kindness if you can, like give yeah. give something yes. of yourself. Some easy tips is like, when I often see like a, a beggar at my car, I acknowledge them. Mm. I can't give them anything. It's like, oh, hello. But I acknowledge you? them. I don't just like, a lot of people will just look away yeah. and like not it's, make That's eye the contact. easier thing to yes. do. Something I did, guys, I'm not like rolling in the dough and I can't like you know? give, I can't. I, I, I thought pastors were rich. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't like just go around feeding the homeless. Yeah. I, it's not my area of ministry. But at the same time, like I have in the past, like, I'll buy packets of knickknacks mm. and just like hand them out if I see someone. Yeah. Like it's just knickknacks, you yeah. know, but it's, it's something. Yeah. Just show some humanity, treat people like Jesus would treat them like people yeah. um, who are loved by God, who are made in God's image. And that can apply to anyone, obviously. But yeah. I just thought like, it's also like practical, you know, living where we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, those were all our questions. Yes. Do you have any like final advice just for people Oof, final advice that's a very good question um basically don't be afraid to ask questions 100 don't be afraid to talk to god about literally everything yeah um and just always remember like why you're doing yes. everything like the minute that you just go into like oh i'm just a christian this is just what i do mm-hmm. i think that it becomes difficult to keep up a relationship like that yeah so just remember why you're doing it um and yeah i think yeah. those are my tips you? my mine is just more of a reminder to well, be disciplined but also just 
keep remembering that God has your best interest at heart. Even exactly. if you can't see it in the moment, you're yes. going through a difficult season. You know what? God's going to use it. I mm-hmm. can say from personal experience. So just know that God is loving and he has your best interest at heart. Amen. Yes. Okay. I think that is it. Yeah. I hope that was helpful for mm-hmm. y'all. Especially as the new year starts. Yes. I will probably, I think, already be living far away when this episode comes out. That's ridiculous. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Ending this on such a sad note. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh um, but yeah, thanks to everyone for listening. And we will see you in the next episode. Exactly. Bye. Bye. Bye.